0: Praise the Lord, how are you? I trust that the Lord has kept you well You are doing fine, you are alive And He has enabled you to tune in once again To listen to our next episode You're welcome, this is Be Sure Podcast So, uh, last time we shared about, we started about this whole uh, series of uh, the path and we already established that the path is a requirement because it is through us taking this path that we be able to develop this growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Christianity is a faith It is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ unlike other religions and we say that the very first step for us if we are to build this relationship you cannot build a relationship with someone you have not already accepted or with someone you don't love or someone you don't like or someone you haven't gotten acquainted with right and so we established the very first prerequisite as faith. We shared about faith in the previous episode. And I trust that at the end, we were able to go back to the very, very first message shared here called your free ticket or the ticket. And we are able to uh, give our lives to Christ and accepted him as our personal Lord and Savior. Uh, so in our first step on the path, we went through the whole Aspects of what it means to be to put your faith in Christ. Okay? We talked about that and so today we are getting ready to uh, for our next very next uh step we say these steps are Found in the book of 2nd Peter the second letter of the Apostle Peter 2nd Peter chapters 1 from verse 2 to 7. Why do we start from 2 it's because from 2 to 3 we get a background of what the apostle is trying to tell these people that he was writing to the church then, and so we take this up because we are the church now. Then we went on from five to seven, and that is where he talks about these, you know, these steps, these that we need to uh, emulate in our lives as Christians. Okay, and so together with me, let's go back and review that uh, that passage second peter chapters 1 from verse 5 to 7 and thereafter dive into what our next step is going to be and what it entails all right i would want to trust that at this moment you've been able to open your bibles and you've turned with me to 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 5 to 7. Okay. And it says, "Make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly affection, to brotherly affection unselfish love and so that now means from our first step faith the next step here is excellence now in excellence we're able to uh, also define what this step is going to be like what excellence is going to be like and we said excellence is not about we understand the word that you're going to have to excel maybe and be better than other Christians and whatnot no but we said the excellence as a step as a requirement for us to build a path a growing relationship with Jesus Christ involves the things we do to identify with Jesus Christ the things we do the acts that we are going to take on as the new believer now as someone who believes in faith These are things you're going to do to show out to the public that you identify with Jesus Christ. So in excellence, we are going to have three things that a Christian is required to do. Amen. These these three are going to be mandatory. They are not optional. The same way someone is get someone gets married to another person in my culture in uganda and in africa for the most parts the lady always takes on the husband's surname not that she's going to lose her identity no but she is going to take up this husband's name as a way of identifying with him that they are married the second thing will be moving into his house They are going to be staying together the other thing that happens during the very ceremony or function is wearing the ring, the wedding ring. And so if someone sees this lady from afar or this gentleman from afar, they are going to easily understand this person is married. Now, as Christians, there is no specific garment that we are supposed to put on for everyone else, everyone else to see and understand who we are but there are things we have to do publicly out of our own faith to show that we have chosen to let go of what lies in the past we have become new people we have chosen to do what jesus christ said and so our very first uh act here our very first uh sub step i should call it under excellence number one is baptism water baptism And after water baptism we are going to go to number two which is local church involvement or local church attendance and the third one is all in dedication water baptism local church attendance and all in dedication now all these three are a must they are a must they are not optional let's start with water baptism and at this point I would want to trust that maybe you've heard about water baptism you've heard or seen but then at this point I would love to ask you to kindly let go try to erase what you knew about water baptism and with me be able to learn What about water baptism now? My goal in prayer always is that whenever we get to share, we don't just get knowledge that is going to pile up in our heads, but that we are going to be able to be ignited into action. Where scripture tells us to do, to act, we will act. So I trust that in the end, at the end of this very episode, we are going to be able to work on our baptism. We are going to be able to work on church attendance and all in dedication. Amen. So let's start with a question. What is water baptism anyway? What is it about? Because we hear water, there is baptism. Can it just be baptism? And if it is water baptism, then can I just go and swim can I just find any like big water body and dive into it and come out? Can I just splash myself with water somewhere, being sprinkled with water? What about it? And this is how we define this. Water baptism is a physical manifestation of a, of a spiritual truth. It is a sacrament. Okay, And if you want to understand what a sacrament is, like I said, it's a physical manifestation of a spiritual truth. A sacrament is like an action that you do as a believer with spiritual truth but nothing like spiritual powers that are going to be visible, there is no magic you're going to see there. And just for us to understand this better, the other one is uh, Holy Communion. If you've heard about or seen Holy Communion where the church shares bread and wine or bread and juice, whatever they choose to share, as long as it's not alcoholic you know when the Christ told us to do this like for the Holy Communion he said do this in remembrance of me remembrance so when we say the blood the body of Christ is represented by the blood and the uh, uh, by the bread sorry and the blood represent the wine represents the blood a believer that partakes of the bread and wine is not actually eating christ 's body, nor is he a sipping christ 's blood, but we do that in remembrance of the ultimate sacrifice that he did, that is his flesh that was torn apart the body and the blood that was shed for our sins. It is a sacrament you don't do it and expect some magical powers to be there, you know. You don't expect maybe that when you are being baptized, you're going to go underwater and maybe come out. If you went in dark skinned, you're going to come out bright and shining. No. But it is just an act, it is just a physical manifestation. You're doing it on the physical, but with a spiritual intent. Amen. And that is what baptism is. If we need to understand it, it is just a sacrament. And the other sacrament we have as believers, as Christians, is Holy Communion. So we do that because it is, we are showing it on the physical, but there is a spiritual truth to it. And now at that point, you might ask yourself, why? Why do I need to be baptized? What if I don't get baptized? Would I go to heaven? Am I less of a Christian if I'm not baptized? And well, at that very moment, I'll also pose a question. What do you think would happen if, say, you go to this workplace, you've applied to work with them, they give you a document that has their rules and regulations or the code of of conduct. They ask you to read, and if you agree, you're going to sign on that piece of paper. You read and then realize you don't agree with some rules, so you don't sign. Do you think at that point you are called a worker of that place, of that organization, ministry, or company? Do you think you identify as a worker there? Definitely not. Because what makes you a worker of that place, number one, is you you abide by their rules. You identify with them in that whatever they agree with, you do agree. And whatever they oppose, you too do oppose the code of conduct should be held high so if you agree with them inside then you are considered an employee of that company or organization the same way it is in the christian faith when you accept jesus christ as your personal lord and savior you choose to identify with him and you choose to take up these actions okay Not because there is some magic that is going to happen, but because you have accepted to identify with him and not anyone else. And so you choose to obey his commands. And so to answer us for the question of why do we need to do this, it is a command. A command. It is not a suggestion, my dear friends. If your parent, your boss came and told you, I need to see you during lunchtime. There is that very statement doesn't leave room for you to tell them how you're so busy during lunchtime or how you'll not find that time for them. They have already said it, and it is a command as it sounds. Do this. So in Matthew 28 19, Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is a command he gave to his disciples and as believers as Christians we believe that the church has been going on since that time when they were preaching the gospel and converting many people sharing the gospel and baptizing. So I baptizing baptism itself is what makes us identify and obey what Christ told the disciples. Because look at it in this way. Baptism without faith is nothing more than a quick path. Because you have the faith, so you should be baptized. You've understood that I don't just need this for a show, but I'm doing it because I identify with Jesus Christ, with faith. You know, baptism, if you do it out of faith, it is such a profound experience of being born again. And it is so symbolic the same way jesus christ died for our sins he was buried and then rose again that is how baptism happens it symbolizes your own death burial and resurrection now at that moment you might be scared and thinking oh what if i do this and then i die for you no it's not gonna happen It's symbolic the way it happens literally christ dying being buried under you don't bury something on the surface, you bury under and then rising again. It's the same way someone closes their eyes, remains calm, and then is put under the water and then drawn out. So the believer is going to be put under water, just it is symbolic of what Christ did, and we are doing this out of respect. In honoring the command that he gave us in Romans chapter 6 verse 4 when the Apostle Paul was writing to the church in Rome he says we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we even so we also should walk in newness of life that is the Apostle Paul now saying that So, meaning this has happened before, in the church era, the early churches, the apostles have been doing it, and so should we uphold this and continue doing it. Now I would want to acknowledge the fact that this very act of baptism has been known and done in different ways. Many religions do it their way. Some cults also do it their way. But what about the Christian faith? How are we supposed to do this? How are we supposed to do baptism? And for this, I will start by saying there are things in the Bible that are not described Disc- step by step. Yeah, like uh, when you're confessing Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we do not see a manual written in any book that the believer kneels, the person the new convert kneels down, puts their hands up, then the man of God, or pastor, or evangelist, whoever lays hands on them, prays for them, and does this and this with them. No. It is you hear the gospel, you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. Now, when you go to baptism, we don't see that manual for step one, step two, step three. But we can know how it should be done based on the examples that happened in the Bible, how people were doing this. And from them, we can now learn this is how it happens in the real world. Now, I'll start with uh, telling us uh, the word baptism, to baptize, it's, uh, it comes from a Greek word, baptizo. It's B-A-P-T-I-Z-O And now baptism means to submerge or to immerse Now just these two words, submerge In English whenever you see a word that starts with the three letters, sub, S-U-B It should give you the idea of there is something that is going to be under another thing there is something that is going to replace there has to be moving from one place to another if you talk of uh, uh, submitting to someone meaning there is someone already above you on top of you that you have to look to look up to that you have to give the respect and honor when you talk about a substitute in sports say football You cannot say I'm number 3 substituting number 2 and yet then number 2 is also still playing. That means number 2 gets out of the game and number 3 enters. That's when you substitute them. Let me talk of maybe those of us who love movies. If you hear of a submarine, a submarine is not going to be sailing on top of the ocean. Otherwise, that's a ship. It has to be under the ocean, under the waters. Baptizo means to submerge to immerse it's not just dunking something in a fluid and then getting it wet no that's not what it means so now we know that the very first thing that entails how uh, baptism should be like number one it should be total immersion in water someone has to be totally fully immersed in water and so, if the way we baptized, maybe as a child, or even as a grown-up, did not have anything like being submerged or immersed underwater with your whole self, that wasn't baptism. And again, there is nothing magical. There is nothing that is going to happen like a big voice from heaven coming and maybe lightning striking around. No, you do this because it is a sacrament. Christ said we have to do this. We are following his commandment. And by doing it, we show respect to him and to the public that we identify with him. The other thing that happens is, baptism is done in the presence of witnesses. Yes. And now that means your pastor, your evangelist, your man of God, your teacher, cannot take you to a swimming pool. And dunk you there and take you out. If we are going to consider the fact that it has to be in the presence of uh, witnesses, then there has to be other people. Because nobody says I am getting married to this person. They two go and give each other rings, exchange rings, vows, and it's done. Even if you choose to do it with a civil kind of marriage, the judge itself, the legal system. For, for example, in my Uganda does request for, I think, at least three people, witnesses. And now the other very crucial one is it has to be done when one is old enough to understand and make the commitment by themselves. Nowhere in the Bible do we see babies being born and taken for baptism. Jesus Christ himself was born and he was not taken for baptism. Until he was old enough when he's starting off in his ministry that he went and was baptized. So if maybe you were baptized when you were still a baby, your parents made a decision for you. And now that you've grown, you've heard the gospel, you've understood why it needs to be done and how you should go back and get baptized. It is very crucial. It is very, very important. And now moving on, you might ask yourself, who does this anyway? Is there like a special qualification for who does this in the Bible? And I'll tell you an answer the Bible doesn't clearly say. But then it informs us on how it, who could do it. The very first account we see of baptism, water baptism in this matter, we see it with John. Who is widely known as john the baptist but i've grown to understand being a baptist is also um, an affiliation it is kind of a sect in the christian faith so i think we would stick to calling him john the baptizer he's the very first person we see baptizing and though he did it before jesus's death and resurrection baptism during that time he was doing it was a symbol of repentance Of one's sins and choosing to publicly do away with one's old self, because if we are doing, we are getting baptized to respect Christ's command. Christ hadn't said it yet. By the time John was already baptizing people, there was no, there was nothing like Christ died and rose again. So should we be baptized to remember that it is symbolic of all that it hadn't happened? So people were getting baptized during John. John's time because they were doing it as a simple of a symbol of repentance. They were repenting of their sins and they chose to publicly do away with their old self. So we see John doing it. That's the first person. Now you might ask yourself, How am I going to find John? Is this supposed to be done by anyone named John? No. That was just us trying to understand the background of this. Then we go to Matthew chapter three, verse 16 to 17. I beg that you note this down we see Jesus being baptized by John now John was doing it before Jesus came and now he baptized Jesus himself John was nobody but at that moment being taken for a prophet and he was sharing this preparing the way for the Lord telling people about their sin they should repent they should follow the law and what not and for those who would accept to repent their sins and publicly choose to leave what they've been doing wrong in the past, they would be baptized. Jesus Christ gets baptized. And then we see Paul being baptized in Acts chapter 9 verse 18. Because Paul now had converted, been converted to Christianity and he had to do it. And in the early church in Acts chapter 2 verses 38 to 41. In the early church meaning the times when the Apostles are now starting to preach the gospel the time when Christ had gone back to heaven now the Apostles are preaching the gospel that's the early church I'm talking about and then we see another account where they say many Christians many sorry, many, many Corinthians who had Paul speak they were baptized that's in Acts eighteen eight. 8 so at this point you might ask all that with all that background who then is supposed to baptize and this is what i would tell us my dear friends number one anyone who has understood what baptism entails and in this very matter it should be your pastor it should be your pastor or the evangelist because if someone has understood what baptism really is then they will baptize you the right way which is why I asked us in the very first episode I published that if we've believed and accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we need to stay in touch, contact me, and I could find out where you are and maybe be able to connect you with a local church around you so that you'll be in the right hands, in the right congregation, with the right family of the church that will teach you about this. Because like we established, it has to be done in the presence of believers. And when one is old enough, your pastor now has to go on and take you through this. And in most cases, they have to ask questions and establish you have fully understood. And that is what is all about baptism. I would love to trust that you have really picked something from here. That you've understood why, what baptism is, how it should be done, why, and who does it. Let's keep in touch, and we are soon going to be diving into the next, uh, the next part of excellence. We said excellence is we choose to publicly identify with Jesus Christ. The very first step, uh, the very first part of excellence is water baptism said number two is local church attendance and number three is all in dedication.